Guys, what's going on? Welcome to the Bird Brain Podcast, where the goals to rise above it all, stay elevated, create that infinity, and up your you. I'm your host, Isaiah, and today we are talking about people pleasing. <laughs> this whole episode is <laughs> dedicated to the people pleasers out there. And how nuanced, you know, being a people pleaser actually is because there's so many things happening at once that we may not fully understand somebody who's on the receptive end of a people pleaser and a people pleaser themselves may not recognize what's going on but i'm gonna just give you a little bit i'm gonna give you a little little something something to just chew on and understand whether you're a people pleaser recovering people pleaser or you know someone who's a people pleaser this is going to be very useful information. And uh, yeah, use it for good. All right. So if you're at home, find somewhere comfortable. If you're driving, put on a seatbelt and go along for this ride. Because it's going to get interesting. Okay. Stay tuned. I just realized it's the month of love, in theory, the hallmark month of love. And, uh, you know, Valentine's Day is creeping up. I know that could be an interesting time for, for everybody because there's this pressure to be something or do things to show someone that you love them and that you care about them. Like all of the, the things, right? Christmas, Valentine's Day. Uh, anniversary days, those are all the ones where there's like this pressure to, I don't want to say pressure, maybe, yeah, you know, sometimes people feel pressured to be and do all these things to express love, and if you're a people pleaser, this time of year <laughs> probably stresses you to hell out, right, especially if you're in a relationship because you feel obligated to some degree to do and be all these things, um, Sometimes you may not even want to do these things, but you feel compelled to do it, right? Uh, I saw a, a, a couple of videos I saw. First, there was one or a couple of videos I saw on the same topic. There were people saying that I realized that I, there are people in my life that are very important to me. And I've come to realize that these people don't think of me as important, right? They don't prioritize. I'm just not somebody that's high on their list of priorities, somebody that they genuinely care about based on how they, you know, how they exist in the relationship with me. That was the context of the the video. And a couple of people have said it, you know, I realized that I'm, I'm not that important in other people's lives. And it's interesting, right? It's interesting to, to hear that. It's sad, to hear that it's kind of heartbreaking but at the same time 
it's it's awareness and it is wisdom if you if you apply the knowledge properly because if you recognize that this person that's important to you shows you that you're not important to them it happens we all have that dynamic right as people we our value system is very different than other people so you may recognize you may not be that important to somebody and they are a big deal in your life and then you turn around and there's somebody that you're very important to and they may not be a big deal in your life <laughs> right we all desire to matter to someone it's just who we are but doesn't mean that we'll matter to everyone it doesn't mean that everybody will matter to us but when we feel that it hits right it hits but we never think about that on the receptive end too often and if you're a people pleaser there's something that's interesting that happens because you may try your hardest to matter to someone who has shown you that you're not important to them. You're not really that high on their list of priorities, right? You may kind of operate within this space of doing whatever you can consciously or subconsciously to get their approval or to win them over, right? In the hopes that now you finally become somebody that matters to you. The truth of it is, is that people will always show you what they think of you. Right. And I don't know if somebody gradually. Here's the deal. How you value someone is how you value them. The bond gets closer and you just figure out ways to express that care more. But either you value someone or you don't is what I think. Um, and that could be like a very broad statement, but I'm just thinking about it in terms of like the bonds that we have with people or even my personal bonds. It's like, you know, you care enough to take interest into a relationship, right? Into a bond with someone. And as time goes on, you connect more, you uh, communicate more and you communicate more because you care to get to know them more, right? In my head, the value doesn't necessarily change. The value is there, so your behavior patterns become a little bit more consistent to develop a stronger bond. Does that make sense? And I could be off, so don't take it as law, but you know, some people may say different. It's like over time, you learn to value someone. And I'm like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know, y'all. Because from what I've always experienced or what I know to be true is that, you know, and, and people pleasers know this is like someone who is already getting their needs met by you without having to do much is not going to adjust. You get me? I don't have to change because, and I've said this a million times, I don't have to change my behavior because you're showing me that who I am already is fine. I don't have to do anything to get much from you. I don't, right? You're already giving me your all and some, and I haven't had to do anything. <laughs> I've had to do nothing. So with that in mind, it's like, all right, cool. It's evident that you are going to go above and beyond to keep this relationship going. So I don't really have to do much to sustain it on my end. I could just exist. And as a people pleaser, they feel like their existence is only 
based on what they have to offer to someone else. Right. And I think women, again, have suffered from this more than men have, right? Because women are told you're only as good as the value that someone places on you, right? You're only worth someone else's desire. If no one desires you, then you're not worth it. You're not doing something right. You're doing things wrong. So you failed, right? (laughs) You are undesirable. So therefore you are not enough. So people pleasing becomes a thing. I'm going to do everything for you. I'm going to be at your beck and call. I'm going to think about your needs before you even have the chance to think about them. I want you to always, I want you to always know that I'm here if you need me. (laughs) And Ironically, the the offset of that is that a people pleaser will minimize themselves. I will reject myself to be present for you, right? I won't have needs, and if I do, I won't speak about them. Everything is love and light. Everything's fine. I'm good, but are you okay, right? And people pleasers, there's a level of emotional unavailability. The reason why I say that is because while they may be so aware And you know, sometimes people pleasers call themselves empaths. It's like you're so aware of somebody else's feelings, but you kind of neglect your own. You're so aware of somebody else's emotional needs. But if somebody was to ask you right now, hey, what is it that you need? You probably wouldn't be able to answer. Right. You kind of freeze because like, whoa, (laughs) what do you mean? What do I need? I don't need anything. I just need to take care of people. Right. And that's why I don't subscribe to the idea that you know, not giving without expectations or, and I'll touch on that, the whole not giving with expectations, but I don't subscribe to the idea of, you know, I'm just a giver. That's just who I am. It's like, no, you're not. And it's not, it's not, there's nothing noble about that. Truth be told, being a doormat, like it's kind of played out and, you know, you don't get anything from being a giver. And solely just to give her like, that's not your life purpose. And, you know, people who say give without expectations, it's like, again, this all goes back to it. You know, they're probably in relationships. They're married. They have children. And they have the expectation that their significant other still comes home every day and still loves them. They have the expectation that their kids love them, too. And they go to work every day, which means they have the expectation of getting paid. Right. We all have expectations. It's just a matter of what the expectations are. And people pleasers, they may not realize that they're doing this, but can be kind of manipulative, right? There's a level of manipulation that's going on. The reason why is because you have to create an environment that's safe for you. You have to create an environment that seems like you are going to walk out of it okay and unscathed. And we don't think about it in that way, right? People pleasers have a tendency to be very hypervigilant. So scanning a room for danger, but also always trying to create safety. And maybe in life, in their childhood, they had to always regulate other people's feelings and emotions, right? Be the adult, they were probably parentified or even abused. And their role was to always be the mediator, right? The fixer. And everyone else around them was allowed to kind of kick shit around and be as destructive as possible. But the people pleaser always had to be on their P's and Q's, right? Because they were not allowed to have feelings, not allowed to express what they needed. And 
it just leads them to always thinking that this is the only way I have space in this world, in this room, is if I'm of service, right? Acts of service. <laughs> A lot of people pleasers probably have that love language. Acts of service. Um, gift given. Words of affirmation, right? All the things that will kind of keep someone around, right? If I'm doing something for you, if I'm giving you something, then you won't forget about me. If I'm telling you how great you are, you know, you won't forget about me, okay? And there was this other video that said the four distinctions, there's four things about the people pleaser that they do. Um, I give you things because I don't want to lose you. Uh, it's kind of transactional. I give you this in the hopes that you give me something in return. Uh, what was the other two? I forget the other two. I give you, I'm compelled to give you things and I don't even know why. That's another one. And, or I'm compelled to do this for you, whatever the case may be. My, my, my actions are based off of compulsion, right? Um, I forget the last one, but in terms of being a genuinely kind person and somebody who's, you know, you really care about someone is like, I do this because I want your life to be better, right? I care about you. So I'm doing this. And that was the biggest one. I think, you know, uh, what's the other one? I do this because I care. I'm giving you this because I want to improve your life. And I forget the last one. But it was just a different dynamic in terms of like how we engage in relationship. You know, one is about safety. The other one is simply about sincerity. Does that make sense? You know, giving with sincerity versus giving for safety. Right. I want to make sure that my my spot is reserved. So I'm giving you this to make sure I don't lose my significance when it comes to you. And then it goes back to that thing, realizing that somebody may not see you as that important, but they know they can get their needs met from you. And that's when we end up in these relationships where it's very lopsided, very imbalanced. Uh, the dynamic is off. And, you know, that's where resentment stems from too because you recognize that you the things that you are seeking are not happening right and sometimes you know your own feelings you'll isolate you know people pleasers can have a tendency to be isolators when they're going through things why because at some point in time they were told your feelings are an embarrassment <laughs> you're not allowed to have feelings like me right whenever you have feelings that makes everybody else around you uncomfortable and I don't have the emotional capacity or availability to deal with your feelings either so go deal with them on your own and then you come back when you are ready to be of service to everybody else that's the narrative that people pleasers are kind of dealt right you don't have space in this room the only space you have in this room is if you are coming to serve and then you are leaving <laughs> right that's it you know be seen not heard. Your needs should not be a point of contention in this room, aka life. So people pleasers become very self-soothing, right? In a lot of ways, or they just isolate and they deal with their stuff, right? It's a shitty thing. It's a very hurtful thing when you un unpack it and you think about what that dynamic and that process looks like, okay? And to become less of a people pleaser, 
or to recover from it, there are a few things you have to accept. One, you have to accept that you are significant without doing things all the time. Your worth is not tied to your work, right? Think about how many people you care about who treated you poorly and they weren't doing anything to get your love or anything like that. You just loved them and cared about them. Whether you love them because they subconsciously represents one of your parents that you've all, you were always seeking approval and love from, or you just genuinely care about this person. But they didn't do anything to necessarily get that or earn it, so to speak. They were just there. So in your head, it's important to kind of remember and realize that I'm good as I am. And the fact that I am a people pleaser oftentimes means that I'm I'm doing a lot, right? I'm stretching myself thin sometimes. I show up. I'm a very present person. People pleasers are very present people. <laughs> and they don't think of it that way, right? People pleasers are very present people. So by design, you're going to care for people. You have this idea or, you know, vigilance about yourself when it comes to being aware of other individuals. So that in itself is enough, right? One of the things I've accepted recently is one that I matter. Okay. I matter to myself and there are people in this world that matter to. And then there are other people in this world that I don't matter to, you know? There have been relationship dynamics where I recognize I was not that important to other people. And once I noticed that, and if I felt myself trying to work to matter to someone, I stopped. Because I can feel it in my body when I'm getting exhausted. And if I'm getting exhausted, that means that I'm trying too hard. And if I'm trying too hard, that means that I recognize this other person hasn't been trying at all. And I go through that process, right? those levels. And finally, I get to the point where I'm like, you know what? Let me take a step back. Let me take a huge step back and let things be what they are. Because once you get there, you're not losing out on anything. You understand that. And sometimes this this angst that we have about people leaving our lives, who's leaving? Who? What does this person look like? Define them. What do they look like? What 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 have they done? What have they shown up with? You have to slow down your thought process when you have these moments of fear of loss. What are you losing? Who are you losing? What have you gained from the relationship with them? Is it you on the other side of this, right? That you're you're dealing with? Sometimes it's just us. <laughs> Is the love that we're given, the love that we're showing up with, and that distorts our view of the other person. We think that this person is so amazing and great. The reason why is because we treat them that way, right? You think that this person is so damn awesome. The reason why is because you treat them that way. There's a difference between seeing the good in everybody, but also seeing the reality of your relationship with people. And that's where we get caught up, right? Oh, I just see the good in everybody. No, you're not seeing the good in everybody. You know, you're just hoping that everybody sees you as a good person. (laughs) You know, we say all these things sometimes to kind of deflect the idea that we just want to matter and we want people to like us. But it's like, do you even like the people, 
right? Do you like those people? People pleasers try to make everybody their person. And they overlook who are these people I'm engaging with? What do they look like? How do they treat me? You know, slow down. Slow it down. Take time. Relationships in general are investments. So you are allowed to take time. It was funny. I was walking down the street the other day. And, you know, there are people that are standing outside and uh, they usually have something that they're offering or things that they want to talk about. And um, I was actually going to sign some books. And she goes to me. She asks me from afar. She's like, are you a nice person? I was like, I'm a kind person. And I kept walking. And something about that made me feel all right because... I being kind does not mean that I don't still have things to do. And if I'm not interested in something, doesn't mean I have to take up interest in it, you know, because this is your priority doesn't mean that it has to be mine. And because it's not mine, doesn't make me less kind. Right. Doesn't make me less kind because I wasn't rude to her. I didn't say anything nasty or crass or whatever. I was just like, you know, that was another way of me saying, hey, I'm not interested. I have something to do and then I'm out. (laughs) You know, people pleasers always want to be seen as nice. Be kind because you can still be kind and tell people, hey, I don't like how you treat me. Or I don't I don't really this relationship obviously has shown me that I'm not valued. Okay. And sometimes when people pleasers find each other, the beauty in that is that they will kind of level themselves out, right? Because both people are so hyper vigilant of each other that it'll get to the point where it's like they're reminding each other, hey, I'm good. You're good. Yeah, I'm good. You're good. (laughs) Do you need anything? No, I don't need anything. You need anything? No. Listen, you don't have to do all these things for me. Oh, you don't have to do all these things for me. And then it becomes this even exchange eventually. They kind of balance each other out because, again, people pleasers are so hyper vigilant and so intentional in terms of their relationships that if they exist with another people pleaser, people pleasers also don't know how to ask for anything. So everything that they receive, they're typically grateful for. Right. So if you do this tennis match with the right person and both of you guys are working through things and you're doing it the right way, you'll eventually develop a very healthy relationship with that other person. It's odd, but I've thought about it. And I'm like, yeah, this makes sense. (laughs) This makes sense because you have two people that care, you know, and you have two people that are going to care about each other. And you have those two people who are going to remind the other person that, hey, you don't have to really work for anything. I got you. You see what I'm saying? So the all the things that a people pleaser will need that they're not used to having, they're going to be on the receptive end of. Why? Because you have another people pleaser who's on the same wavelength, right? But in order to work out of that, it's going to take very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess active awareness in terms of what what's being done, right? That's just a theory of mine, and I think I'm pretty spot on. <laughs> but yeah, as a people pleaser, the goal is to get to this place of peace and recognize that you matter. That's not up for debate. You matter. You're significant in this world. And I know you fear that you may be insignificant, but here's the deal. You're only going to be insignificant to people who don't 
matter technically in your life, right? If somebody has shown you that thing, and I don't give a damn who it is, the moment somebody shows you that you don't matter to them, all right, it's fair game, right? You're not supposed to matter more to me than I matter to you. Let me even this out so I feel okay too. And protect yourself. People pleasers deserve to know that they have uh, permission to establish boundaries. And that's something that feels weird to them too. Like saying no or, you know, taking a step back, reevaluating your relationships, right? And stop trying to be the main character in other people's story. What's your story? What do you like? Who do you want to have along, right? Who has shown you that they're willing to be there in your life? reformat and reevaluate, rewrite, right? Do some character development in terms of who you are and who are the people you have in your life and take a look at the relationships that you're cultivating. Write out the, 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 the value system. What is it that you value about this person? Really think about it. What is it that you value about the people in your life? Really process that. Right? Do I feel valued by these people or is there a sense of urgency that exists in the exchange? Do I always feel like I need to be on otherwise they're going to leave me or they're going to get bored of me? They're going to get tired of me. They're going to forget me. Is that the things that go through your head? If so, think about that. Look up your attachment styles because that's going to tell you a lot too. Do I like these people or do I just want them to like me? And people pleasers also have a, a tendency to self-sabotage, right? Since you already fear rejection, you will reject yourself. And you will also create environments and scenarios with people who have the propensity to reject you to do that, right? You'll develop relationships with people who already don't value you. And on some level, you recognize that and you'll, you'll, you'll engage with them. Or people who do care about you, you'll probably push them away. You'll create an environment where you end up pushing them away, right? Consciously or subconsciously. Okay. Emotional permanence is a big thing for people pleasers too. Like, I don't think that I matter past the moment that you tell me I do. Okay. I don't think that I'm good enough. But where's the truth in that? Is there truth to it? And what does good enough look like? There are so many questions you can ask yourself and... and Take inventory in when it comes to being a people pleaser. Okay. What do I need? Get in the habit of asking yourself that. What do I need? Are my needs being met in these bonds or no? Right? Are they fleeting thoughts? <laughs> do I find myself daydreaming about me being taken care of? Or does that even cross my mind? I don't know how to be taken care of. All these things are worth thinking about, y'all. And remind yourself, I deserve to be loved and cared for, too. Now I'm just going to focus on the places that love and care for me. And it starts with me, right? You have to be one of those people. Because sometimes we show people that we don't matter. All right. So that's all I got. That's all I got. I could do so much more on this. Maybe I will revisit this topic again, but I thought it was just something worth talking about. Because I, you know, I like that I'm seeing more videos about people expressing 
certain things like the realness of stuff, right? Being afraid that you may not matter to someone as much as they matter to you or recognizing that you may not matter to somebody as much as they matter to you. And truth be told, everybody wants to matter. We all want to be significant in somebody's life. It just may be different in terms of who, right? But we all want to matter. We all want to feel like we matter to somebody. And when we understand that we don't matter to someone, that may hurt a little bit, but that's information because that lets me know that regardless of what I was doing, you still didn't value me. So I don't need to keep doing it. <laughs> You're not eventually going to value me because after all this time and everything that I was doing, you didn't value me anyway. So we're good. Right? And ask yourself, why do I do the things that I do? Is it to get approval and validation? And to be seen as something? Or is it because I genuinely want this person to be okay, regardless of whether I'm in their life or not? And look at your value system. Who are these people to me? All right. So that's all I got. Um, if you like the podcast, rate, comment, subscribe. If you're on Apple or Spotify, do your stuff. Um, let's bump up the reviews. Um, if you like it, you know, leave a rating. It takes a couple of seconds, literally. Just click the stars and, uh, yeah, you can tell people what you like. And shout out to the people who have been spreading the word. I, I get to see what you write and it means the world to me that um, I've been able to be a part of your world and help you guys just, you know, work through some stuff, right? Um, if you want to become a Patreon subscriber or Apple Podcast subscriber, shout out to my subscribers. You get early access to these episodes you get bonus content and yeah i always whenever i'm listing things off i forget <laughs> but yes early access and some bonus episodes some good stuff all right and if you want to coach right if you're a people pleaser recovering people pleaser and you want to work through some things hit me up uh, i am accepting new clients and i would love to work with you because you know people pleasers need to recognize that it's a pleasure to have them around without them running around okay and the link is in bio for that and i think that's it y'all yeah take care of yourselves okay take care of each other but take care of each other in a healthy way <laughs> all right and take flight